So if we don't have control, then how can we possibly have confidence in anything? How do like where do we actually get confidence if if we can't be confident in what's going on around us to stay the same? Because it won't. Nothing around us will stay the same. Mm-hmm. Life is constant change. So how do we how do we find real confidence in that? And for me, it's we build trust in ourselves in our ability to respond. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. Okay. Uh, growing into real confidence. This is, uh, you know, I feel like there's been a number of episodes that we've done, Brandon, over the last little while where it seems like the topic that we're getting into, the subject matter that we're getting into is something that, like, have we not really discussed this before? You know, and sometimes there are things that we've discussed in the peripheral like as because they're related to other subjects but i don't know if we've ever really talked about you know confidence this thing of confidence something that we um you know that many people struggle with that many artists struggle with but just people in general we struggle with uh with confidence very often um we all want to be confident we all want to feel confident um, but that can be tough Sometimes. And, uh, and as we discovered a little bit in our, our pre-chat to, uh, to this podcast, um, you know, there can be this, this kind of journey, this evolution, um, this, as we said, this, this growth, this growing into, um, real confidence, uh, that is a very important one. That's, that's a more, um, a more genuine kind of confidence, but that perhaps in a way that means, uh, that means having, having our, maybe our, our first experiences of, of confidence being shaken up a little bit. And so, um, I'll just hand it off to you, Brandon, what have you got to set the table on this one? Yeah, well, okay. I would say that I think a couple of important things to mention here as we get into this one is that when you're young and you're confident, maybe I'll use an example because I was talking to you about this when we were just chatting on our way into this conversation. If you're a little kid, you know, you look at a little kid, they're usually actually pretty confident. They're running around, they're, they're being pretty reckless. And then especially they creative, especially creatively. Sorry. Oh yeah. Creatively and, kids are pr- quite confident. Yeah, they are. And they, uh, you know, and then all of a sudden they trip or they fall or they bang, you know, they bang something, they hurt themselves. And then, um, you know, it's like when you see a kid hurt themselves for the first time, they, they like almost don't even know what happened. They like, don't even know how to respond to it. They're like, ah, Mm. like stunned. Right. (laughs) And then depending usually on the parent's response, the caretaker's response, they, uh, 
they have a response. They don't, they don't know necessarily what to do in response to what's just happened. And so the confidence that they had just got shook a little bit. It got a little bit rattled because now they experience pain. And when you experience pain, you go, oh, well, that can happen. I can experience pain. I can, you know, something can bad can happen. So naturally as a, as a human being, your response is like, okay, well, I need to be careful of that. I need to watch out. Bad thing could happen. Pain could happen. And so your confidence can get a little bit rattled or a little bit shook. Now take this into the adult world. You get into a relationship. Um, you put your total heart into it. You just fall in love head over heels with this person and they betray you or they, they, they just break your heart. They do something really, really difficult. And you go, wow, I can have my heart broken. The confidence you had to let yourself go to fall in love all of a sudden now you're maybe not as willing, right? Some, a lot of people aren't. And so this is what I think we're talking about in the, in the early stages of like that you had confidence before you knew what pain was possible and then pain happens. And then you're in that next stage. Okay. Do you want to rebuild? Do you actually want to be confident? Do you want, do you still want to go for these things you want in life knowing that this pain is possible? And that's, I think that's where we're talking about. That's the territory. We're talking about growing into this real confidence where you can knowing what pain is possible, knowing what could go wrong and finding the ability in yourself to be like, I will be okay. I will be able to respond to this. And, and I'm not having confidence from a kind of an arrogance, reckless place, but from a mindful, conscious, courageous place. And that second one, it comes with a whole series of challenges. And that's what most of us, I think, as adults are dealing with. And you mentioned something before we started this podcast, which I'll just throw this into the mix while we're here, how a lot of people, as they become adults, they actually don't rebuild confidence at all. They just avoid. And mm -hmm. I think we want to confront that issue as well, because you know, a lot like they, they say that the, the one thing standing between you and your dreams is fear. And I would say that fear and confidence, oh man, they're, they're, they're two hmm. rivals that, that go head to head very often, but somehow you have to manage to have courage and confidence, which is have fear, but rise above fear. And that's where confidence really exists, but that's difficult to get the courage to, you know, to know that you can make it through the pain maybe again. Right. Mm -hmm. And I would think that like in many ways, courage is in the way in which we're, we're going into this particular conversation, I think to me has a lot to do with trust. Like the amount of courage that we have, I think a lot of the times boils down to the amount of trust that we have in ourselves. Um, I don't know if I get, I mean, I guess we're here, so maybe we'll just dive into this part of the conversation. There were so many things that you said that I was just like, Oh, we could, we could talk about this thing and that thing and go and go. There's, there's a lot of aspects to this. Well, first off, I want to say that because I can hear maybe some people out there being like, well, kids aren't necessarily confident. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, you definitely, there are kids that you meet and, and they seem to lack confidence. Um, uh, in in certain respects but i i think in general like most kids they have this sort of 
this kind of way of, of being and, and because I think that for the most part, I agree with you, Brandon, like there's until there's a pain point that, that happens, that, that comes about. And, you know, there's, yeah, that metaphor of, you know, like, like an actual physical pain, kids are, kids are playing and stumbles and falls or whatever. But there's also this thing that, uh, I, I think it's, I think it's Elizabeth Gilbert and, what does she call it? It's like, it's like kind of like this, this creative wound. And sometimes it's something that, uh, a lot of artists and, and creative type of types of people or, or people who feel called to do something like that, uh, have to, have to come to terms with, or have to, um, confront at some point in time, because very often a lot of people have had, uh, their creativity stomped out. Um, by somebody and that's another pain point as well you know like something that you were actually did have a gift at or 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 skill at or talent for and someone you know usually important to you close to you uh a, you know a parent or a or a teacher or something um is dismissive of the thing that you did or they don't understand what you did and so it's just it, it doesn't get nurtured and and that's a very painful thing um for people to go through and so you lose confidence in something that's actually um something that 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 you actually have a a, a talent for um so there's there's a number of different kinds of wounds and and pains that can happen that can destroy our confidence um going forward uh into something so i think that um i just wanted to address that aspect of it as well um but i do think that there is something to this um this childhood thing and and yeah and as we become adults um there can be this sort of build up i think of all of these different ways in which uh our confidence has been um our confidence has been has taken a hit and I think that so much of what we're talking about is is our response um, to these things. And sometimes I think, I mean, man, I feel like we've got so much so much ground to cover with this conversation that I'm like, don't don't know exactly what the best way to uh, to the, the next best place to go into. But um, I think as we've been discovering um, is that, where our confidence is coming from. Um, whereas early on our confidence can kind of come from an ignorance, um, and even a little bit of a recklessness. Um, and that's okay for a time, but eventually, uh, we sort of have to become a little bit wiser. And I think that that is, part of where this trust element enters for me. Um, so in terms of bringing this all together, there's this component to which we have a confidence that's a, a bit naive earlier on the, the sort of the um, yeah, like the, the, the child confidence, the childlike confidence, um, 
which is very real. I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that it isn't confidence because it is, it is, but it's one that hasn't necessarily been tested. It's one that, that, that hasn't been confronted with, um, with certain challenges. Right. And very often it's like when that challenge gets presented, that's when the confidence can go. Um, I'm trying to segue this one, Brandon. I'm trying to segue this one, but it's, there's this, a different kind of confidence that doesn't come, that, that comes from experience that comes from knowing, um, that isn't, that isn't just sort of a, a ignorant, reckless, blind kind of a thing, but comes from our ability to trust ourselves in our ability to respond as opposed to, um, as opposed to just ignorance. And I guess, I guess also, cause we were talking about this before the, we started recording Brandon, that there's like two different kinds, but it might be kind of three. There might be almost like three steps into this. There's that early, just sort of blind, ignorant, reckless confidence. And then I think that there's this second attempt at confidence, which has to do with control. And then I think that takes a hit and then it turns into this other type of confidence. So I think that was maybe what was throwing me off here. I'm just trying to make this fit into two, into two boxes here, but I'm like, no, I think there might be three, three stages that, that we've identified at this point, um, in this sort of evolution in, in, in this kind of growth. Yeah. All right. I, I, no, I can roll with that. I, I, I might even <laughs> throw in that. I might even throw in that there's a fourth stage, which, um, is the stage of arrogance, which is the stage of, and maybe this is all part of control. Maybe this is just the second stage, but it's the, it's the fake confidence is like the act where people are presenting as confidence, but they're not really confident. Mm -hmm. And that's more for show. And that's more for, um, it, you know, and to me, arrogance is like when you're trying to get the benefits of confidence without actually having confidence, you know, mm -hmm. and it's, it's a house of cards. Arrogance is, arrogance is ultimately a house of cards because it, all you, all it needs is to be tested. But I think people can get away with being arrogant because they can avoid ever getting tested and that's how they do it. Right. So they, they maintain their arrogance by just never putting anything ever under the test. And so then they just skate by kind of like looking like they have it together. But really, if it ever got put under fire, if it ever got put under the test, it would totally just crumble and fall apart. And yeah. like, that's, that's what it like an arrogant people also like, you can usually see it too. Not always. I'm, I'm sure there's some people that are a little more classy about it. But um, it has this, it has this tinge of ego and it's like, you kind of know it because you can see it's a little bit more about them than it should be. Whereas I find with like genuine confidence, people don't tend to try to put the focus on themselves. I, it's just something I've noticed because when you're confident, a friend told me this actually when we were like teenagers, he said, you know, like, because we used to play soccer at a really high division. And I remember him saying like, 
you know, there, he was mentioning some player that on our team that was talking about how great they were. And he's like, I'd rather show it on the field. And I, and, and like, to me, that is confidence. Like if you are really confident, it'll show up on the field. You don't need to talk about it. You'll just be there and it'll, it'll be, and people will talk about it because it was there. But like when the people who, who usually have to boast to me, usually that's a sign that they don't actually have confidence that at least if they're good at it, they don't believe they're as good as they're putting on. And, and you can have, uh, it's not like you're all, all, I mentioned this too. It's not that you're all arrogant or all confident. You can be a little bit of a mix. You know, you can have like actual real confidence in some areas, but then you're, you're using arrogance to make up for these areas. Maybe you feel insecure. And so it's not like you're just a totally arrogant person. It's just that there's, we might have arrogance in some little areas that we're just, you know, um, and sometimes you're arrogant too, not, not out of ego, but just because it's never been tested. You don't know any better. You think you've been tested, but you've never actually been tested. And then all of a sudden you get tested and you're like, holy shit, I'm not as good as I thought I was. And that can be kind of devastating, but yeah, that person I think was still in that almost first stage of naivety with their arrogance. Like it was like, because like childhood confidence, and I'll just mention this one last thing about this childhood confidence is a little bit arrogant because not that like you don't think of a kid as being arrogant because it's not really what they're doing, but they just don't, they don't know because it's not been tested. Like they think they're good. Like if you ask kids, there's a study they did where they go, if you go into a, 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 I think it's like a kindergarten class and you go, how many kids here can paint? Every kid will stick their hand up. How many kids here can sing? Every kid will stick their hand up. And that's kind of more what will happen. But if you go into a group of adults, maybe one or two or three people, depending on the environment, will stick their hand up for a lot of things. And so um, it's this kind of, I think what we're really talking about here is like, self-perception meets reality data meets actually like being like actually being tested in the world with these two things. And then, and then I guess almost the fourth stage is like, then what am I going to do with that? (laughs) Mm. Now that I know that, you know, I'll share one other story of, and I think this might give context. I have a friend, he was uh, the star quarterback, I think of high school. He was in, he's American star quarterback, which is a big deal in high school. And he remember we went to college tryouts with all the other quarterbacks from, I guess the state. And he was like, he came home to his dad and he was just like devastated. He's like, these kids can throw so fast. And he just like, couldn't believe how good everyone else was. And it was like, um, you know, he's like, Kate, well, he is, and his dad talked to him and tried to help him and whatever. It's Kate, well, you got to raise your game. But he came in going like, I'm, I'm, I'm the shit. I'm really great. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he got to see what's out there. And now all of a sudden in context, it's like, wow, maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was. You know what I mean? And it's, um, it's a different thing when you see it on TV versus when you're on the field and you're, and you're there experiencing it. Right. So I think this is kind of like where we're talking about like that building that real confidence. There's this part of you that might feel like, I don't know if I can, 
like, I don't know if I'm good enough. I don't know if I can, if I can match up to what I'm supposed to do here. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think that, yeah, there's like, for me, I'm still going to say, I think that this is like a three, a three kind of stage thing. You know, there's like this childhood and then there's this adolescence and then there's this like adulthood. Right. And yeah, that, that adolescence, um, has that arrogance. I won't say that the childhood one is, is arrogant. I suppose in a certain way you could see it that way, but I see it more as innocence, right? Like I it's, agree. It's, I agree it's, with it's, that. Yeah. it's innocent. It's not, it's not trying to be anything. It's, it's just, it's, it's just completely innocent. And then there's this adolescence where she's like, oh, okay, no, like there's like, there, there can be pushback, but then there's this kind of overcompensation. Right. And that's where I think that arrogance because when I think of arrogance, it's like, well, what is that, right? Where does that, where does that come from? And to me, I go, it's like, well, that comes from this illusion of control, right? And that can be like, you think that you actually have it all, all sort of within grasp or, you know, and, and part of that equation might be you have to, you you have to willfully just avoid certain things, ignore certain things in order to keep that illusion of, of control going. But as long as you maintain that illusion of control, you can, you can feel kind of confident, but I feel like underneath that is actually, um, someone who's really afraid, right? Because that's one of the, that's one of the things with control is that control just comes along with fear. Okay, like just, I, I'm I'm it, I agree with you. I I agree with you. And when yeah, when I mentioned that it was it was kind of arrogant as as a kid. In looking at the way you're looking at it now, you're not really arrogant as a kid. You're very innocent because fear hasn't even entered the equation. I think yeah. the adolescent point is all about the fear, and yeah. the the inability to master the fear is the adolescent period. And so you try to do it in this faux confidence way of arrogance, but like true true confidence which we're trying to like aspire towards here mm -hmm. is mastery of fear i yeah. think that's what it is i think it's mastery of fear and the the in a, the the ability to not shy away from the potential pain that you might experience you yeah know? I don't think it's the absence of fear and I don't think that that's no what not the absence either. of it yeah it's not yeah. the absence of of fear but it is um a kind of reconciling of the fear but yeah yeah the that's a great way stage yeah. is definitely yeah like there is a little bit of fear has crept in and so you know when you're sort of still in a still younger you know like it's it's like you're full of sort of a kind of energy and vitality and you might even have a real seeming confidence about yourself but there's still this there's still i think an element of innocence that you still got with you because it's like okay you think that you've you think that you've seen it all you think that you've you know like you you figured out it's like okay you know what i read probably but now i got it and then it's just <laughs> like oh no now now you start to to realize that you actually don't have the control that you think that you do you don't actually control all of these things um, that there are things that you haven't thought of that can spring up and, and challenge you that can, um, 
like you know like the your your friend who is the the football player right like you think you're there until suddenly boom it's like oh shit these guys are like almost all of them are better than me in a lot of other areas you know in all of these different areas right and so to me that takes us into the adulthood of confidence right like so and it's in that okay so how do we respond to this and and for me that's the you know getting to where i think where i think <laughs> um this this kind of real confidence comes from is not in the ability to control because it isn't control does not does not bring confidence control just brings more things that you have to control right because you you'll constantly there's new things springing up right oh new like all the stuff that you didn't know about these new sort of quote-unquote threats or whatever it is it's kind of how the ego perceives it it's like oh it's a threat now i have to figure out a way to control that and now i have to figure out how to control this and control and now you've got to control this increasing list of things that's piling up um, in order to maintain this sort of, again, illusion, this sort of, this sort of confidence, I guess. Um, and it's not sustainable. It's, it's completely not sustainable. And, and that's, um, you know, very much a, a story that's as old as, <laughs> as, you know, as time itself, no, not as time itself, but like as, you know, as long as human beings have been around, we've, we've told these stories of, you know, people who essentially people with, with power and, and particularly people who, um, become abusive of power. And like the story is like, it's exactly that you get bigger and bigger and bigger, and you've got to control and control and control of these things. And there's, uh, a person who betrays you or a bigger fish comes along or a this or a that and boom, boom, boom. And ends in tragedy typically. Um, where there's, yeah, there's kind of that, that coming to, to face the reality that you don't have, you don't have that control. You don't have with as much power as you had the resources, whatever you just, you can't, mm -hmm. it's impossible. Um, and so with that kind of knowledge, you know, there's this, I think that's where there's this kind of wisdom that comes from. It. It's like, okay, so if we don't have control, then how can we possibly have confidence in anything? How do like, where do we actually get confidence? If, if we can't be confident in what's going on around us to stay the same, because it won't. Nothing around us will stay the same. Mm -hmm. Life is constant change. So how do we how do we find real confidence in that? And for me, it's we build trust in ourselves, in our ability to respond to yes. what happens to all of the unexpected things that can happen. Instead of trying to control, we try to, we, we learn to, to respond more fully, more presently, um, um, as actively as possible.
I think that that's 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 where this is somewhere in in that ballpark. You know, I so the show that I did when I was younger was about soldiers, and there was a, there was a lot to do with sol- being a soldier and what it meant to be a soldier. Um, and as I was learning about soldiers, one thing I learned is like when you're an elite soldier particularly like these elite soldiers, it doesn't matter really what country, but like all the countries, they really generally do the same things. They put these, these guys and these girls, they put them through these rigorous tests and they're brutal. Like a civilian person, a regular civilian person has no idea. You have no idea what these people go through to be able to do what they do. And like live fire, uh, explosions going off. You're in cold water. You're, you're, um, you've been, you haven't slept for days, um, you know, and you're, and you're run through these tests and a lot of people, they fail and they fail them out. Right. Like if you're trying to be a Navy SEAL, for example, or Spetnaz or some, something like that, um, you know, there's these things and they're, they're designed, they're designed to basically, what most people go, there's no possible way that I, I can do this. I can't, I'll freeze to death. I'll die. I'll drown I'll whatever. And they put these soldiers through these, these tests. And what happens is the people who pass through it, they have a belief in themselves afterwards that they can do things that they never thought they could do before, but it's really tested. Like it's tested as though it's real. The simulation is so real that it it basically prepares you for you know being in that situation and hopefully hopefully you never really are but what happens is like uh i think it's called hell week or something like that for the american army um but you you know most people don't get through it but like when you come through the other side of that you're going to have confidence because you're going to know that you're capable of doing things that um you just never knew and and it was never tested. And so like growing into real confidence, not to say that everybody should should be run through the same confidence tests, but when you begin to realize like I went through something really difficult, I hope I never go through it again. I I never want to go through it again, but I survived it. And now I know I can make it through. And if you know you can make it through, there's like a real confidence there. And if you if you had to be creative in your response to what you would do and how you would solve that problem and and how you would show up, you begin to build confidence in other areas because like you do one thing and confidence is transcendent into other areas. And you start to go, well, if I could do it in this area, I could probably do it in that area. And so you know, I do think that there's realms of confidence as well. I think there's um, the physical, which is is you know a very clear and obvious one, but there's there's the the mental, uh, you know, just the ability to keep your mind solid, and then there's the spiritual, and then there's the emotional, and I think that there's these these areas of confidence that we can build, and I think that. Confidence is one of those things, you know, as actually as we're going through this and as I'm saying this out loud, I'm realizing that like part of confidence is also knowing where you're not sure. 
it's like, okay, I don't, I've never been tested here. I don't know what I can do. I don't know if I'm solid in this or good or whatever. I have these skills over here and I assume that I could maybe apply them over here, but I won't really know until I get there. But there's a kind of confidence in that because it's a self-awareness, right? It's like a, uh, um, there's that saying, if you know what you know, you're in control. If you don't know what you don't know, you're out of control. And I do think that control has a lot to do with this, but not control in the way that I think most of us think about it. I think it's control in that I know that I don't know this. And I know that there's these whole bunch of things that could happen. And I don't even know what those things are. But if you know that and you can go into it, your your confidence in the sense that you're open to responding. And I think it's when you think you're in control and you think you can predict and know what's going to happen when you can't, that's when you're going to get your confidence rattled. That's when you're going to, that's when you're going to find out you're shaky. And when you haven't made peace, cause you said something else. And I think this is a really good word. It was like, uh, you, it wasn't, you made peace, but it's like you've accepted or you oh, like, rec I think reconciled. you reconciled. Yeah. So I think this is the thing is, is part of true confidence is reconciling with the fact that we're out of control a lot of the time mm. and, and just being okay with that and coming to peace with the fact that, look, like there's a certain amount that I control and there's a certain amount that I don't control. And sometimes I control very little. Sometimes I control quite a bit, but when you know that there's a certain amount you don't control, it makes you go into it without this innocence or arrogance because you're like, Hey, I know I don't control this could, this could totally go the other way. I'm going to go in with good faith that hopefully it'll go the way I want, but I'm going in knowing that it could go the other way. And if it goes the other way, then I'll deal with it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that there's a confidence in that because you're going in recognizing the risk, but, but doing it like it's almost mindful. And I think with the like the more arrogant person, they're denying the reality that they're not as in control as they think they are. And that's where they end up kind of eating it, right? That's where they end yeah. up falling on their face. Oh yeah. And and you eat it harder the more the more arrogance you have. Hey everybody, this is Evan, and this episode is brought to you by my book. Yes, I recently released a book called The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft. Expand yourself as an actor and your craft through a spiritual perspective. Take a journey that will explore universal philosophies and insights to help you understand human nature in a profound way and develop practices to take your work to another level. Again, that's The Actor's Awakening, Connecting Spirituality to Craft, available on Kindle and paperback on Amazon. And as always, if you like the show, please subscribe. Right, because- I agree, it's, yeah. It's like you're- you've, Pride you've comes before your... the fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's precisely the situation, right? And then yeah. it hurts all all the harder you and and your you know, your ego is gets just more bruised from the whole thing and it makes it even more painful and it makes it even harder to to get yourself back up and and to go back into something, right? Because you know, you might yeah, maybe you were arrogant about something, but maybe you were actually still really passionate about that thing. That was genuine but there was something that was going on within that that was was creating this whole fiction 
um, around you and you doing this, whatever it is that you're doing. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, there's, man, there's so many things in, in, in what you said. Um, I feel like that's just been this conversation so far. It's like, there's so many things that you've said. A lot of, um, lot of territory to cover. That's the thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that, that, that stuck out to me, you know, you talk about like the Navy SEALs. Um, you know, I've heard this rule, uh, that the, apparently the Navy SEALs have, which is, um, when you think you're when you think you're done, we think you've hit your limit. Um, they sort of have a general rule in the seals that's like, you're only at 40%. <laughs> so that, that first moment where it strikes you were like, right. I can't, I can't, I'm I, like, I'm, I'm finished. They're like, you've only hit 40%. Like you can keep going. Um, but a lot of that stuff and you know, this isn't, it's, it's a very, you know, the whole like being special forces training, like it's a very sort of dramatic example of, of this thing so it, it works well but there's so many ways in which this this kind of thing operates in our life but um the thing that strikes me about that is that it's all about discomfort right like all of these things it's just like you you are putting yourself through discomfort and and to a certain extent these people have have willingly decided that they're going to do it. They know going into it that it's like, this is going to be uncomfortable. This isn't going to be a fucking day on the beach. This is going to be tough. There's literally a hell week in which I'm going to be exhausted. I'm going to be cold. I'm going to be, you know, like the, all of these things are going to be, be going on and it's going to push me to my limit. But the thing that I think is that like the sort of the wisdom, the intelligence behind it is that you get on the other side of it is that you know that you can do that. You know that you can be faced with high degrees of discomfort and move through it. And I would ask everybody, it's like in your life, there are so many things that every single human being has made it through uncomfortable um things devastating things very tough things that every single person has been through and you've done it you've done it think of it. if you're if you're hearing this right now congratulations you're a champion <laughs> right like it's you you've you've gone through some shit almost certainly you've you've made it through so you do have some capacity in you. You do have this capacity in you. And I think that's one of the things about the, the human story is that, you know, one of the biggest things in the human story is that we are more capable than we think we are. Right? We, we can be confronted with, with the toughest of situations and we will find a way through it. And we often avoid situations until we have no choice <laughs> but when we have no choice it's pretty remarkable what we're capable of right we we, we can dig down down and and find that we are stronger more resilient more um that there's just more than than we thought that we were and i think that that's a place where we can um, you know, we can reflect on, on those moments and we can draw upon those moments to give us strength to be like, Hey, look at, look at what, what I've actually already been through. 
Mm-hmm. So why why would I think that 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 isn't going to be the case going forward? You know, I there's enough most of us should should be able to to put it together enough of an evidence list <laughs> for ourselves to be like, "Oh yeah, look, there's I I have all of this evidence that I can that I rise to the challenge when I need to rise to the challenge." Right? And that's something that I think we can build trust on within ourselves is is simply through that recognition of what we've already been through and what we've already experienced, right? And that um, we don't necessarily need to shy away from life because I think that that's such a tragedy, right? Is when we shy away from life because I think that's, you know, coming through that adolescent phase, right? Where, yeah, maybe there was this arrogance and you hit the ground pretty hard and um and there wasn't a recovery from that right or the way that we we didn't respond to it as graciously as possible because like don't get me wrong sometimes we just kind of make it through a situation (laughs) sometimes like we don't we we don't handle it as gracefully as we would like but regardless you know Sometimes you, sometimes you win them dirty, <laughs> right? Yeah, but yeah it's, totally. Um, and that's okay too. You know, that's a whole other experience. <laughs> that's a whole other skill that you can add to your repertoire. It's just like, oh, sometimes it's not pretty, but you know, I can, I can, I can muck it up. But um, I think that uh, through that kind of confidence that we can build through trusting ourselves to be able to respond to whatever arises um we we can become more graceful in how we we are are able to respond to to things that arise in the future yeah you know this this idea too of like winning it dirty i think is a, is a good thing to like hang on for a second because there's a lot of times where you're going to get through stuff and it's not you know it's not going to be graceful and i think that you know, I don't know, like definitely something I learned from playing hockey is like, yeah, sometimes you just win it dirty. Like sometimes you just, you just grind and you fight and you get a rebound, you know, and that's, and it's just, you know, and that's so much about what it is. And, uh, and, and, uh, you know, you, you, sometimes it's just about staying in the fight of whatever, you know, metaphor you want to use that for, but like stay in the thing because your, your chance might just show up, you know, mm-hmm. and you're way outmatched, you're way outnumbered. It's like, everything's against you. You just, it's like you're, you're designed to lose in this situation. And that willingness to like hang in there, you know, that, that willingness to just kind of keep going in spite of that, there's, there's something that's really great about that because yeah, you can come out the winner, but also, when you're down, your ability to keep fighting, you're going to build a kind of confidence in that as well. Because like, I don't know, like when I was younger, I mean, I like one of the first couple teams I played for in football, like soccer was uh, winning teams. We just won all the time. It's win, 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 win. It's great. <laughs> it was <laughs> awesome. But then I played for teams for a few years after that, that were like losing teams. 
and it was always a struggle and we were fighting and it was a battle. And, uh, you know, in those teams where I, where I played, where we had to kind of keep fighting, I had to learn a lot because there's something about a team that, that has heart and doesn't give up just like there's a person. Right. And, you know, if you, if it's, it's, I think so much of this too is a mental game. It's like, you need to, you need to not believe you've lost, you know, you need to look at it in terms of like, if you're three goals down, I don't know, I'm just going to use sports, you're three goals down, whatever you want to use, but it's like, we got to get one goal. That's all we got to get right now. We don't have to get three goals yet. We got to get one goal. And then we got one goal. Now we got to get another goal. And then all of a sudden you've tied the game. And all of a sudden you're in overtime and you won the game. And that's what it's like. You know, it's just, and like that feeling, I, I, I just despise being down. Like, I don't, I don't like it when sports, like I hate being down. I just, but, but one thing I learned about it is like, when you get a few goals down, you can start to think, oh, we've lost and you have to mentally decide all we got to do is get a goal. That's a, that's, that's, that's what we got to do right now. We got to get a goal and then you get a goal and then you start to believe you can get another goal. And like, I've had comebacks in games and like just moments where I've uh, like, like be playing soccer and you're like at the 30 yards out and you just fucking, you get the ball and you just crack it. And all of a sudden it goes in the net and like no one, not even you thought it was going to go in. And you're just like, holy shit, we're in this, like, this is happening. You know what I mean? And it's, it's just about, it's just about so much of it is just about just stay in the pocket. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's hard to do sometimes. I mean, it's, it's, it's such a mental game when it comes to confidence where you can just get in your head and start to believe that it's unwinnable, you're, you've lost, you've failed, whatever you're telling yourself. And you have to, you know, something I keep reminding myself of is like, this is the middle of the story. No matter what's happening right now, this is the middle. I'm in the middle. I'm not at the end. And the only time my mental game starts to fail is when I start to think I'm at the end of something and it's not working out. But mm-hmm. if it's ever not working out, I, I really... Tr- have trained myself and I try to remind myself this is the middle because there's no way that it ends here. Like, and if it does end here, like I'm going to go out swinging, I'm going to go out that way. And, and there's kind of a, you know, there is a confidence in the fact that when you believe it's the middle, you're a different type of player, performer, person, whatever you want to put it. Right. So I think there's something about that in real confidence um, where it's just, you know, it's, it's a lot to do with what story are you telling? Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because, sure. because like, we've talked a lot about this adolescent stage. We've talked a lot about the arrogance part of it, but I think that third stage of it, you know, this is the kind of the gold, right. Is like true confidence to me is that ability to not let your mind defeat you and not let your body defeat you and not let these things, emotions defeat you. Like I had a, I had a trainer when I was training for this, uh, doing the show and 
his whole thing was like he was a soldier and he he's like look you can give up when your mind wants to give up or you can give up when your body wants to give up and your body's going to want to give up your mind's going to tell you that your body's not ready and and if you work with me and you'll give up when your body actually gives up you're going to find out like incredible things and and i just did it with him and we would just and he's like you were the only person he was like, you're the only person I've worked with that actually has done it. But I would do push-ups until I just literally couldn't do any. And he would just be, he'd be there and he'd be pushing me. And I just, I couldn't physically do it anymore, but I'd keep trying. And the amount of confidence that that built inside of me was incredible because mm -hmm. it it was my mind would be like, I can't do anymore. It hurts too much. You know, I'd just tell you all this story. And I just, and then, it, and then he and I just had this thing. Okay, one more. Okay. One more. Okay. One more. Okay. One more. Okay. One more. And all of a sudden you've done 20 more, but it's just one more, just do one more. And that's so much what confidence is to me now. It's like, yeah, just one more. That's all you got to do right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's not some, some, some grand, you know, burst out onto the stage. It's, it's these small little things yes. that you work towards. Yeah. It's, it's, I think that a lot of us think they, think of these things in big grand gestures but it's like no it's like building that confidence a little bit like every you know like every single day like one little thing like one little thing one little thing um but it still requires that that element of a little bit of discomfort you know oh, yeah. like there's still, yeah. like it's still there's still there you know it's it's you don't learn to trust yourself and your ability to respond by just being safe all the time you know because like being safe is what you're essentially closing yourself off right you gotta you're hiding yourself away and and you know life life i believe wants us out in it you know and and participating and and involved and creating and stuff like that i mean you know as artists i hope that that's um part of what we're doing <laughs> right like an engagement you know, to be engaged with life is to, is to, I think, deal with a certain level of, of uncomfortable, of uncomfortableness, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. Um, so, well, but it, it, like, yeah, it's, it's, it doesn't have to be like something crazy, you know, like no. it's, 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 you, you, you start. I think it has to start small because otherwise it's like, like you said, you know, it's like, we just got to get one goal, right? Or let's just, let's just work trying to get one goal. Just the next one. Forget about trying to win this game. Just one goal, right? Like mm -hmm. what's the thing right in front of you, which again, I, I think that there's all these little places where we see this sort of wisdom pop up where it's just like, just get focused on right now, responding to what's happening right now, right in front of you. Right. Because that actually gives you the best opportunity. That is actually gives you the, the greatest opportunity to succeed is is through that. Just respond to what is happening right now, as opposed to getting too caught up with all of these other things. Just get present, get here and and respond. And through that, you'll begin to build up that kind of confidence because you'll start to see some things happening, right? Like, you know, as you're talking, like I, I definitely was thinking of 
hockey. That's usually the sport in which I'm, <laughs> I filter in terms of is, is definitely in sport for sports at least. And yeah, it's like, we just got to get that next goal, get back in the, get back in the game. And you can see that happens and you, you winning these little battles and, and yeah, and sometimes it's ugly. It's not, it's not pretty. It's like, in, and there's the, the whole expression in hockey of garbage goals. Yeah. The garbage, right. Goal. Yeah. The garbage goal, right. Just picking up the mess um, that was left, you know, just like <laughs> everybody just like loads up to the net, put a shot in there. Hopefully like something bounces out. Someone, everyone's whacking in for it. Everyone's just, you know, beating the shit out of each other out there. But you know, it's like the great teams know how to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, the great teams know how to do them pretty, but they also know how to do them dirty if they, yeah. if they need to. <laughs> right. But it it's all it all it, it all still is in response to to what is to only what is required of the moment because that really is always the only thing that can be done mhm like it literally is the only thing that can be done <laughs> is the thing that's right in front of you Everything else is just is just a a bullshit story. Yeah, and that's that's important to remember. I mean, you know, I think I think if you're thinking too far in the future and it's making you feel overwhelmed, then you need to stop doing that. You know, anything like and when it comes to confidence, it's like you got to manage it, I think, because story can empower you or it can defeat you. And, you know, story is always just a matter of focus, filtering and patterning. And what I mean by that is like, if, if all you have to do, well, if all you have to do is score a goal and that's your focus, then your story is simple and it's clear and it's easy. But if your focus is we have to score three goals to win, then that becomes a more complex story. It becomes a bigger story. It becomes whatever. And if that bigger story is not really serving you in the moment, you need to be focused on the smaller story. And that's, that's where like, you know, filtering it and in some ways, framing it. The other thing too, is like framing it. You know, I would say if you're playing a sport and you go, Oh man, we've just, we've been getting out shot. We've been getting out played. We've been doing this. And this is what's been happening all game. Change your frame, make your frame what's happened in the last 30 seconds in the last 30 seconds, everything was done perfect. And then the next 30 seconds, everything was done perfect. And don't make your frame so big. Don't make it the whole game, make it these moments that you're playing right now, because all of a sudden you can just turn everything around. And then, you know, like patterning is interesting too, because, you know, you can focus on where the pattern has gone wrong, or you can focus on where the pattern has gone right. You know, oh, I fucked this up. I messed that up. We screwed this up. Da 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 da. And that's going to tell you a story based on a bunch of things that went wrong. But you could go, you know what? When I was 12, I did this. And then when I was 15, I did that. And you know what? Earlier in this game, I did this. And you know what? There's no reason why right now I couldn't do it. You know what I mean? And so you pattern in, in almost seemingly random things you're pulling together, but they're all real. They all happen. They all matter. And you bring them into that moment. And now all of a sudden your pattern is built on success and you feel good. And that brings confidence. Right. And so it's like, you gotta, you gotta be disciplined mentally. You have to be able to put your mind on the right things and your heart in the right place. 
And, you know, it doesn't matter if you like nine out of 10 things you mess up in your life. If there's one thing you succeeded at, at some point, put that in the pattern, put that in the frame, put that in the filter. And there's something else you did right over here. Put that in the frame, put that in the filter, bring it all in, add it all up. Cause there's a bunch of shit you probably did right at some point in your life. If you add it all up, I would no say reason. probably, I would say probably more things. Yeah. More things than you even recognize. And most you don't appreciate as well. I would bet. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's that, uh, you may have seen this. A lot of people might, might've seen this, but it's like a, a story, whether it's true or not. I think it was a true story, but this, you know, like a, a grade school teacher, like on the first day of class or something like that did like wrote like a bunch of like this part of the thing that writes a bunch of like math equations up on, on the board and uh, there are like 10 of them. And one of them is wrong. Like is, isn't, and it's all intentionally like, done and the kids pretty much always like point out like you got one wrong blah 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 blah, right and it was and and he says like yes i did i did get one wrong it's like but nine of them were correct right and just know that like and basically just trying to point out this whole thing of like in life you know like you will do a lot of things right and, but you and other people will very often focus on the one thing that was wrong. Mm-hmm. And look, it's, it's, it's not say like, yeah, sure. Like learn, correct, correct that, that mistake, but don't forget the, <laughs> the nine out of 10 things that you're doing right. Mm-hmm. You know, um, is, uh, I think that's always a good lesson. Yeah. It's a good reminder. Yeah. Well, look, yeah, I man. mean, there's, you know, there's lots of stuff to talk about in this area, but I, I figure, you know, we've, we've explored some good territory, um, yeah. you know, and, uh, let's just share a beer and then we'll wrap this baby up. Let's do it. Let's All do right. it. Uh, I'll go first. you want to go first? Yeah. Yeah. Let me go first. All right. Okay. I'm, I'm having, this is from silver Valley brewing company and it's called the lion and it's a ESB, which is extra special bitter. And I can tell you something about this. It is, a weirdly powerful beer. I, I, I got like a little four pack of this this week and I had a few like earlier. And every time I've had one of these beers, I've been like, man, this thing feels like it hits me way harder than everything else. It's not like that high in alcohol. It's like 5.5%, but it just, I don't know. It just feels, it feels strong. It's a tasty beer, really tasty. Um, you know, it's, a. Uh, it's a nice drinker. It's it's like definitely if you like that kind of bitter taste, it's it's good, which I enjoy sometimes. So that's why I got it. But really cool artwork on the can and yeah, good beer. So that's what I'm having. Nice. I'm drinking uh a Vienna Amber Lager from Moody Ales and Co. and Company. Um that's really good. Yeah. I don't know what else to say. It's really yeah, great. Really great. <laughs> very tasty. Easy to drink. Very tasty. Um, all right. Well, uh, wrapping this one up, conversation on confidence and growing into it. You know, I th- this was kind of just, for me, a, a, an interesting exploration. I don't know if I've ever really 
um, dove into into the the topic issue challenge whatever you want to call it of confidence like this <laughs> before and it was very interesting to kind of look at it in, in the sort of phases that that we go through because I think that it's interesting it seems to kind of line up with this other thing that we've talked about on the show before you know like in in the artist's type of journey where very often there's this place of innocence where it all starts from right and then uh you start to go really into it and and learning all of this technique and like all of this stuff related to to your craft of what you're doing um and then it usually has to go into a third phase where you have to let that all go right like it's almost like a partial returning to innocence but now you're equipped with all of these you know all of these new things but there's this sort of journey that seems to kind of go along with this confidence thing you know there's like this innocence but then there's i'm learning the craft and and sometimes and i can attest to this from my own life and and story for you know like as an actor which is like uh you know to uh, my confidence because i had this confidence when i was younger as an actor and it did a lot for me it opened some doors for me it gave me a lot of opportunities because confidence can do a lot for you um but in many ways it hadn't been tested it hadn't been challenged like i'd been uh, up to a certain point you know i had nothing but like people just being like please do this here's all the opportunities like whether it was through my school or whatever it was just like like do this stuff you're awesome you're amazing like da 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 like it was just you know i was just sort of the best in the group the groups that i had i was in at the time and then suddenly the world opens up a little bit and it was like whoa shit i need to learn some stuff right because there's people who are better than me um and i want to be better and um and there can be you know there were some challenges there like confidence takes some hits particularly it's it's tough within the arts and something that you're passionate about because criticism can be tough you know and it just um, I know I just started to feel like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. You know, like, I, I don't even know if I can do this, this thing. Like, uh, like, was I ever any good? Like, was there anything <laughs> at all to what I was doing? Um, and I, and there was a rebuilding process that, that I had to go through there, uh, you know, in, in terms of finding some, some confidence and trust in myself again. But yeah, it's, it's in many ways, part of this journey where it's like okay now you've 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 learned some stuff and it might have shaken your confidence because it just opened you up to this whole world of all the shit that you didn't know about and you've got to try and (laughs) word of the day reconcile that um and and find a way to move forward um and eventually growing into a more organic real confidence that comes out of a place of of trust where it's like you've you've got all of this stuff now you're no longer ignorant to a lot of things um ah i'm just rambling at this point um so i think that the last thing i'll just iterate for people is is uh you know confidence and trust in ourselves because i think that that's those are one in the same thing which is something that was kind of 
I've never really thought of before is like, oh, confidence. Am I confident? It's like, well, what is confidence? It's, it's my ability to trust myself. Mm-hmm. It's ability to trust trust myself, which is interesting because our last podcast <laughs> that we did going through our our list of questions that we always ask our guests, which is a great podcast, everybody. Definitely check it out. Um, you know, like, but one of the questions is, you know, like, what would you tell your childhood self, right? And thing was, my thing was like, trust yourself, right? Trust yourself. And, and mm-hmm. I think that that's... Um, that's huge. And it doesn't mean you're not going to make mistakes. doesn't mean that you're not going to be wrong, but trust your ability to respond to that. Trust that you can, that you can rise to the occasion of that. Trust that you can, you can look at the thing that, that you could have, that, you know, maybe you totally fucked it up or maybe, you know, maybe it was just, it could have just been done better. Um, you know, the, to varying degrees, but trust that you can respond to it you know and you can, and the only way to do that is really with humility you can't do it with arrogance you got to do it with with humility um because when you come from a place of humility you're, you're you don't come down quite as hard you don't land as hard um from those from when those those little mistakes or those bumps in the road come along you can you can transmute it you can make something great out of it and say like okay I could have done that better. You take your lessons and you and you move forward now a little bit bit wiser and that is actually just another thing instead of something to destroy your confidence, you can use this something to build your confidence because now you've just shown to yourself that you have the ability to learn. Now you can you have the ability to take the take the the, the things that kind of throw you off for a bit and you can and you can make something great out of it. You can make yourself better out of it. So it is so much about the story that we're, we're telling, um, in these situations. So, um, and again, know that you're doing more things right than you're doing wrong and know that you've already in your life encountered so many things that you have responded to, made it through, figured out, you know, in very challenging situations. So you have plenty of good reason to why you should be able to trust yourself. I agree with that. I think that's important to keep in mind. I, it's so easy to look at what's going wrong and and get yourself into, you know, into a defeated state where you just, you're seeing, you're seeing things that aren't serving you, you know? And I think it's, you know, in, in the world of personal development, you know, which I think a lot of us are focused on these days. A lot of us are interested in it's a, it's a, there's a big market obviously for it. Personal growth is like, you know, it's important to look at where you can improve and figure out, okay, well, I could get better here. I could do that. But like to even get to the place where you could improve that, think about how much you did right to get there. You know what I mean? Like there's so many pieces that you put together that were done so well before you got to this point of, of this thing you're trying to improve upon. I mean, I think in a weird way, like this has definitely happened for me and I'm sure other people can relate to this, but I think with personal growth, sometimes we look at ourselves like I'm a mess and I need to fix that. Whereas it's like, no, you're actually, (laughs) actually, there's a lot of things you're doing really well. Like you're actually doing a, a lot of stuff. Well, um, you know, and I, I think it's really important to appreciate some of these little things that you might you might forget about, like 
do you know how to speak a language? You know, if you know how to speak a language, I mean, that's a really important skill to have. Some people don't have that skill. You have that skill, right? Um, can you walk? People don't appreciate that. Like most people don't appreciate that at all. You know, there's people in the world that can't walk. Imagine if you couldn't walk. Imagine how much that would that would affect your life, right? If you could walk right now and you can't. Or imagine there's something that you, you imagine you had to eat out of a straw. You couldn't even chew food. Some people are there. You have no idea. Like there's all these things that right now you have that that are working, that they're good, that you're not appreciating, right? And so, you know, there's a there's a story I heard once, like uh, from a guy. He had like no legs, and it was something like, um, like someone said something like, like it must be hard to live with no legs, and then they responded something like, it must be hard to live with legs and like not, you know, not use them. You know what I mean? Like, but it's like this, this whole idea. I mean, the point is, is that I think confidence doesn't have to be built on these magic, amazing, incredible things all the time. It can be built on very small fundamental stuff. And you can start to go like, okay, I got this working for me. I got that working for me. You got a lot working for you probably and focus on all the things you got working for you and then focus on that one goal thing. What's the one thing that I'm going to add to the build of who I am? You know, and don't compare yourself to all these other people out there who maybe they look like they're doing way better than you are because they're at a different place in their journey and that's not what's important. You know, it's, it's like when you compare yourself it's like you're playing a sport and you feel like you're losing, right? So focus on your journey and focus on what you're building and what you're, you know, and that's where true confidence exists for me. You know, I think it becomes, I need to build from where I'm at, not where I want to be, where I wish I was, or I wish I wasn't or something like that. Uh, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm doing. This is how I'm improving. This is where I'm going, you know, and I'm going to focus on, taking that step and then that next step and that next step. And uh, one last thing I'll just say as we finish this baby off, you know, I always, I always saw confidence and trust as the synonymous thing. And I've mentioned that on the podcast before, but you know what? I think I've walked away a little bit with this, this episode. What's really kind of dawned on me is that I think I used to look at confidence and trust as trusting my environment as opposed to trusting myself. And I think where I would, I would say, you know, what I've kind of had an insight about is that confidence is trust in myself more, far more like 90% and maybe 10% in my environment. Cause you used to always think of it in this example, like I can't sprint if I think the ground's going to fall out from under me. But what, what I really, I think I'm walking away from it now is going, traversing this land it might be rocky and bumpy and unstable confidence is my ability to navigate it and learn it and figure it out because i'll be able to respond to it whatever it is and i used to look at confidence more as it was more dependent on the environment being safe and okay and i i think i'm changing my opinion and my perception on that walking away from this podcast so if there's anyone out there and you know, and you're trying to build true confidence in your life as well. I hope you'll take that and maybe, maybe run with it.
Thank you for listening in on our conversation today. We hope you found something helpful that you can carry forward with you. Head over to our website, wayoftheartist.com, for more free exclusive material and learn about the show. If you haven't already, please support us by subscribing to the show, sharing it with people you know, and keeping compassionate, creative conversation going.